Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey guys, it's Kayla. Candace isn't able to join us today, but we are all still so directionally challenged. We thought we'd have it all figured out by the time we were in our 30s, but surprise, we don't. And that's okay. And you know what? Dating is difficult. We all know that. This episode is about dating. There is no sugarcoating how difficult dating is. If you've made a resolution to date more in 2023, you are not alone. More than 12% of Americans have made improving their romantic relationship a goal in 2023. And dating is a huge part of that. And most of the time we hear about first-person dating experiences, the ones gone wrong, the success stories. But what is actually happening behind the scenes at the dating apps? Well, we discussed that 
and so much more with today's guest. I am sitting down with the one and only Michael Kay. He is the head of global communications at OkCupid, one of the world's largest dating apps where he leads public relations, programming, influencer marketing, and social media. He's been one of the leading voices in dating and relationships for many years, winning several industry awards, most notably PRSA's 15 Under 35. You've seen him on Business Insider, ABC News, Good Morning America, including his features in the New York Times and the Washington Post. There's no other better dating guru. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Michael Kay. Michael Kay, I am here with Michael Kay. I am so happy that you are joining me today. You know, we talk about it a lot on this podcast, but dating is difficult. There is no sugarcoating it. So we have you for our Valentine's Day episode, our Galentine's, our Palentine's Day episode. And we're so happy that you're here. We have so much to get into. But first, I know you are your very own dating app success story. So can you share with us a little bit about your personal experience? Yes, absolutely. First, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here today. What a great way to start the week, the month, everything. For anyone who's unfamiliar, I work at OkCupid. We are under the Match Group umbrella. And one of our other brands is a small dating app that you might have heard of called Tinder. (laughs) And I met my boyfriend of almost nine years on Tinder. So we are a dating app success story which is funny that I wound up at this company and probably why I love dating so much or talking about dating and relationships so much. But what I think is even better is that I was actually in the closet all of college. And when I first graduated, I had nowhere to meet other gay men in a discreet and safe way. And for me, dating apps were my entry point into the community. And It was the first time in over two decades that I was actually talking to other gay men. And I matched with and spoke with a bunch of different men on the apps, but I never met up with any of them because I was so nervous. I thought, what if someone I know sees us in person together? What if I'm too awkward? And I wound up meeting my now boyfriend and he was the first person I agreed to meet up with and he is the first date I went on and he laughs now because he will see me in an article or on a podcast and it's like you're a dating expert or a relationship expert and he's like no you're not you've been in one relationship and I'm like yes which has lasted almost nine years so I quite literally am an expert now I am. I feel fully confident calling you a dating guru, dating expert. Right? <laughs> yes. I mean, I know you at OkCupid, you get to work with behavioral psychologists, data scientists, sociologists. So give us the data. I mean, what do they tell you that you can share with us? I'm sure there's a lot you can't share. But, you know, I think who you should spend the rest of your life with is a huge decision, probably the most important decision of your life. So of course, people don't take it lightly. You know, I mean, it's all it's all I love the idea of, hey, if you're going to take dating lightly for a little bit, go for it. But if you're really looking for the person you're going to spend the rest of your life with, of course, it's a big deal. So I mean, can you talk to us a little bit about making this decision? You know, it's a huge experience that people don't take lightly. It's stressful. It's analytical. So what is it that you can tell us that we don't already know? 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, first, let's look at what the industry has experienced over the last 10 years. When I first started on dating apps, it was there was still a lot of stigma around online dating. And I remember hearing a college friend of mine at the time going on Tinder. And I thought, you're going to meet up with a stranger that you met on a app on your phone. Like it was so foreign to me. And now it's where a majority of people are actually, you know, really meeting a partner. You know, we're not too far away from the first generation where the majority of children are born to people who met online, which is really interesting. And in conversations that I have with Cheerpoint sociologists and other experts, what we're hearing again and again is that dating apps work because people used to meet at places like church or temple, but young people aren't really going to those gathering places anymore. If we look at OkCupid alone, there's been over 3 million people on our app who said they actually downloaded OkCupid because they know someone who married a person that they met on a dating app. So the proof is in the pudding. It's worked. I mean, OkCupid alone, we've been around for almost 20 years. So clearly, there's something in the water. Online dating is working. But I love that you talked about how dating is hard and it's challenging and it's a job. And people are sometimes surprised when I say that or when I agree to it. But it is hard. There's a lot of effort that needs to be put into online dating, whether you're on Hinge or Tinder, whatever your app of choice is, what you put into these apps is exactly what you're going to get out of it. So if you are not spending a lot of time crafting your profiles or just not interested in answering a message, you're going to attract people who are not taking dating seriously, who don't really want to put in the effort, might have a negative outlook on it, and you're not going to have the best experience, to be quite honest. You talked about data too, and I love data. We are like the data kings or queens at OkCupid. And there's a few nuggets of insights that I find really interesting that I was really just kind of surprised to learn after joining a dating app company. First, what you put into your profile is really, really important. No, this is what I was going to ask you. What makes a great profile? Can you can you set for us? Because this is a, a constant dialogue I hear all the time with my friends that are on all the apps. How do you know your profile fully represents who you are and will attract the mate that you're looking for? Yes. Well, who knows you best is your friends. So why are we putting all this pressure on ourselves to create the most perfect dating app profile by ourselves at home. If you are uploading a photo to Instagram, you're probably asking your friends which filter looks best. You're asking them what caption they think is funniest. If you're brave enough to post a TikTok video, I'm not that cool yet, but I'm trying. You're probably running those videos by a couple of people and getting their thoughts. So do this with your dating app profiles too. Invite some friends over, get a couple bottles of wine, and just start talking about what to add in there. So I always say, ask your friends for help. That's like really the first, first, first step. The second is be positive with everything you're writing in your profile prompts. I will help friends swipe on OkCupid or Tinder or Hinge or whatever the apps. And the biggest turnoff I see is someone saying, swipe left if. If you're focusing only on your deal breakers, 
it's just giving off a negative first impression. So you want to start highlighting your deal makers instead. Focus on what you are looking for versus, you know, what is going to make you swipe left on someone. I also recommend people make lists. So when you're filling out your profile, whether it's your photos or anything that you're writing into the prompts, try to keep this in the back of your head. Everything you're putting up there should serve a purpose. It should be a conversation starter. It should be an icebreaker. So when you're filling out your profile, I like to do lists. So what books are on your reading list? Or what shows are you still waiting to stream? Or what songs are on your Spotify list? That's going to give someone who's coming across your profile something for them to respond to. And it's a conversation starter. So it makes it a lot easier because we know from our data that hey, hi, hello actually has the highest rate of being ignored on dating apps. Almost 70% of those messages just get ignored because someone sees it, they get a lot of like, hey, hi, hello, and they just don't really know how to respond. And they're like, Ugh, I'm not going to really entertain this conversation because they're not taking any effort into well, this first message. That makes so much sense because when someone says hi, they're leaving all the work to you. You have to start the conversation, right? Hi is not starting the conversation, but making those lists is brilliant because you can say, hey, um, this is this. I just read that book or this is something I'm streaming too. And it starts the conversation and it's something you have in common or even something you don't have in common that you can argue about or like just discuss, you know, having a good conversation. What do you think differentiates OkCupid from the other dating apps? Is it your guys' goal to create uh, high-quality matches and I guess ultimately have people cancel their account? Yes. For any dating app, I would say the goal is to get people off the app. And, you know, there are criticisms like, oh, these companies, they want to make more money and they want to keep you on for longer. But that doesn't actually make sense because if you're hearing about all these different stories from your friends or your coworkers and they're like, oh, I was on this app, but I you know, never really met anyone. I've been on it for two, three, four years. You're probably not going to download that app. What you are going to do is download the app where someone got married off of. So we definitely want you to get off the app as soon as possible. For OkCupid, our biggest differentiator is our in-app questions. So OkCupid was actually founded by four math majors at Harvard. Like, we're talking four L Woods in a room, but maybe not as cool or fashionable. And that's why our app is so has such a complex algorithm in how we connect people. We have thousands of in-app questions. They were answered over 500 million times last year alone and about 10 billion times since we first launched. And the more questions you answer the more compatible your match is because it tells us what's really important to you. These questions are about everything related to dating, relationships, and sex, but also anything that's top of mind for Gen Z, Millennial, and Gen X daters. So we have questions about climate change, reproductive rights, marriage equality, racial injustice. Um, the list goes on. If you're talking about something with a friend, a coworker, or a family member, we're asking about it on our dating app because we are a place that fosters connection and conversation. And we want to help you find people you're most compatible with. I'm in New York City. You're in Los Angeles. People are so busy in these big cities and they just don't have time to be meeting up with people that they aren't compatible with. So we try to 
take that part out of dating for you by showing you right on the profile everything you have in common and things that you might not have in common with this person to help you figure out, is this someone that's worth you know, going out for coffee with or a drink or dinner? So when you're on OkCupid and you come across a profile, you'll see a match percentage. That's like 80%, 72, 94. Once you click it, you see all the questions that you both answered and you see where you agree and where you disagree. And you can wait what's more important to you. Because for me, I love horror movies. I can watch a horror movie every single night. My boyfriend, not the biggest into scary movies, but again, not really a deal breaker. What is a deal breaker is someone who does not support the Black Lives Matter movement or does not believe climate change is real. So I can wait in OkCupid what question is more important to me. That is such a brilliant way to do it. Hey guys, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back in just a minute. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's time to get more in 2024. I know for me, one of my goals is to feel really strong this year. And honestly, so far, so good. 
because that's where 310 Nutrition comes in. It's helping me and our listeners in the new year with protein and super rich food products with so many options and flavors. Right now I have the chocolate bliss and caramel sundae and they are both so (laughs) delicious. I have to hide them from my husband so that he doesn't steal them too. They're a triplex protein blend, plant-based proteins that include pea, brown rice, and pumpkin that leave me feeling full. 310 Nutrition also has a hydrate electrolyte drink mix. My favorite is the peach mango flavor. So not only am I hydrating and drinking water, I have an electrolyte blend, vitamin blend, and it's sugar-free. With one stick of hydrate mix into 16 ounces of water, and it can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water. Thank you. This way I can keep my resolution, keep feeling strong, have greater focus, feel refreshed, and maintain my hydration without having to drink as much. One of my favorite refreshing water enhancers they have is the lemonade flavor. It gives me energy. This one's also sugar-free. It's used with real lemons and it's pH balanced. And this also offers the same hydration as two to three bottles of water. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code CHALLENGED and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products that you know you'll use and will help you keep your resolution. So go to 310nutrition.com and use the code CHALLENGE right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310-nutrition.com and use code CHALLENGED. It's all the good stuff your body needs in flavors you crave. So be healthier effortlessly. we're back. How difficult is it to get a match? I mean, do you guys have a number that only X amount of matches are allowed per day? Do you what what is the algorithm like? What is the behind the scenes of it all? Yeah. So depending on what version you have. So we like most dating apps are under a freemium model. So you can have a completely free OkCupid experience. And then we have two subscription tiers, which will unlock more features and remove some of your limitations. But you can have dozens of matches every day. So there's no like significant limits there. And we also have a new feature that we rolled out in 2020 called Stacks, which are basically different categories of people on the app. So that's like new people, so people who just joined the app, people who are nearby, people who are online now, if you're interested in chatting with someone right away. So there's a lot of different areas on the app that you can play with. We've also had areas of the app where you can only be matched with people who are voters in the United States people who are pro-choice, people who believe climate change is real. So what I love about our app is that it's really a make it your own kind of experience. I mean, even with our questions, there are questions that are only for LGBTQIA plus people, because what's relevant to me might not be relevant to you. We also have questions that are localized in over 30 markets, because someone who's in New York City or LA there's other things that are top of mind to them than someone who's in Mumbai or Tel Aviv or London. Wow, there's been so much thought put into this. And it's so lovely to know that you work every day to help someone find their love. Because I think life is 
just so much better when you feel love and you feel loved and you feel accepted and you are able to show love and acceptance to someone else. And, you know, a lot of times it's really hard to show that in a photo. I mean, there's like, there's so much to a human being. Each one of us is so complex. How do you pick what shows who you are? I mean, I've had this conversation with so many of my friends and, you know, having your friends over to go through your profile and your photos, I think is hugely important. I've had a personal experience where a girlfriend of mine who is so beautiful inside and out, so wildly successful. And she showed me the pictures she she had on her profile. And I just went, this is nowhere near describing who you are. So how do you have any recommendation? Because it does feel, you know, like it can at some point feel frustrating and it can feel easy to give up on finding love in this way. Yeah. Well, when it comes to the photos, like I think it needs to really show your personality and then go back to that idea of like, what's the purpose of each photo? Like ditch the selfies, ditch the headshots or professional photo shoots that you went on. I'm sure you look great. But looks only get you so far. People want someone that they have something in common with and they can experience life with. So I say, if you are going to a Taylor Swift concert like I am later this year, take a photo at that concert and you know upload that to your profile. Or if you just ran a marathon, show that. That's going to tell people that I can start a conversation with them and say, what's your favorite album? Or... Where's the next marathon you're running? If you love to travel and that's really important to you, show those different vacations that you went on, but maybe not just five photos of you at the beach, but backpacking or going in a hot air balloon, like give something for people to respond to. Use this as your canvas to paint who you are as a person. We're all so much more than a selfie or a headshot or whatever that is. Like, show your personality. I would, I mean, I'm obviously not on dating apps now, but I would post photos of me at Taylor Swift. So show who you are because that's what people are going to fall in love with. Oh, I love that. How do you feel about no profile photo? Because we have some of our best friends who, I mean, they've been married now for 10 years. They have two kids. Both of them decided to not have a photo on their dating app. Now, listen, this was over a decade ago and dating apps were different back then. A lot has happened since, right? And I think it's more universally accepted to meet people on dating apps now. But neither of them had a picture of themselves and just decided to go off of only information. Is this something you see nowadays? We don't. Okay. We actually recommend people upload at least five or six photos. There, I mean, let's be totally honest because this is just between us two, right? Right. There needs to be a mutual attraction. Like you need to look at someone and say, I find them attractive. I find them cute. There needs to be that physical spark. That physical spark is not what a 10-year, 15, 20-year relationship makes. But there needs to be something right off the bat where someone sees you and says, oh, I'm attracted to them. I definitely want to learn more about them. I'm going to scroll through their profile. I'm going to read their prompts, their summary. But there needs to be something originally to draw them in. And on every dating app, that biggest part of the screen that you're going to see is the photos of them. So if I see a blank screen, I automatically think bot or spam or you know someone that isn't really there or someone with something to hide 
which I would say could be a red flag. Right. No, that makes so much sense. And how do you think the dating apps have changed in the past 15 years? Because they have, I think, not only the mentality and how we view dating apps, but how have they actually changed? Well, I think we as a society has have changed a ton. I mean, one one of the things that I do with our data is I'm always looking at what questions are answered the most. What questions are people ranking more important? And that tells me what's top of mind to daters all around the world. What is right now? So I first started at OkCupid in 2019. So almost four years ago at you know this point. And a lot of the most answered questions were around cuddling and PDA and if coffee dates were the best dates, like really high level, sort of fluffy lifestyle questions. At the beginning of 2023, in honor of the 50th anniversary of Roe v. Wade, we actually looked at what women on our app were prioritizing in a match. What questions were they answering the most and ranking as most important? And those questions included, are you pro-choice? Is mental health as important as physical health? Should the government defund Planned Parenthood? Do you support marriage equality? So there were a lot of conversations around mental health on our app and therapy. And I I think what we're seeing is people are looking for deeper, more meaningful connections, and they need a relationship of substance. So I would say we've seen dating and relationships become less artificial than they were five, 10 years ago, which I think is really nice to see. Yeah, it's really beautiful. I think dating IRL is not all chalked up to what it should be. I think people fantasize this, you know, meet cute, this idea that you both reach for the same apple at the grocery store, right? Because obviously we watch movies and that happens and uh, movies aren't real life. That's what rom-coms tell us. Right. And we love rom-coms, right? Like I'm... I I love a rom-com. Oh my God, there's nothing better than a great rom-com. But we do need to remind ourselves that isn't real. That is not real life. When I met my husband, who we've now been together for 13 years, it's he was great. And I remember thinking he was wildly attractive, but we were working and it was just a very normal day. Like I I remember thinking that and then it was like, we just continued to work, right? It wasn't necessarily this like the world stopped and there was a beautiful breeze in my hair and I couldn't catch my breath. And like, you know, it was a very normal moment that then ended up having special moments follow. But I think there are so many times that people think it needs to be this huge thing that you love at first sight and you just know right away. And sometimes for some people, it is that. And other times it's not. And I think it's just important for our listeners. We have a lot of younger listeners on this podcast too, who are probably new to the dating world or starting to date. And and it's important for them to have a realistic perspective in all of this. So is that, I don't know, I guess, is that something that you guys discuss all the time at OkCupid? Is that a part of your conversation? How, you know, dating in real life can be really kind of it just feels like we over fantasize it. I think we over fantasize and we also forget that once you get into a relationship, it's work. It is not smooth sailing. And I think people start to, especially younger daters and people who are in their first relationship or just early on in a new relationship, and they'll have an argument and think, I can't believe it. We have, like, we're going to break up. Like, we had this fight. And I am really lucky that I was raised by my grandparents who adopted me. So 
they are a lot older than, you know, most people's parents my own age. And they met when they were 17 and 20 years old. And they, my mom actually just, at the time of this recording, my mom's birthday was the following Saturday. They are both Aquariuses and they were born on the February 4th and 8th. They are turning 79 and 82 this year. They are still together. And they always talk to me about how quickly they felt people gave up on a relationship. That is not to say if there are a lot of red flags and you're in a toxic relationship that you should stay for the sake of staying. But I think we all need to take a moment and prioritize communication with our partners and realize that one argument, two arguments is not the end of a relationship. And you should trust your gut and know that, you know, if you're battling a rough patch in a relationship, it's worth, it's really worth powering through um, because it is so rare to find our person. And I will say, I don't think everyone just has one person, but I think it's worth trying and something we can learn from older generations for sure, even if we're dating in a modern way. Right. Wow. And you, you know, nine years in a relationship is a very long time. And I, I have to ask because I feel like your story is so beautiful with the two of you. Are Did he encourage you to come out? Is that what happened? Or how did someone see you on an app? Tell Can, can you tell us the ending of your rom-com? <laughs> yeah. So he actually did not pressure me to come out. When we first started chatting, it was on a Friday night when we matched. We chatted all night Friday night and all day Saturday. I had planned to meet up on Sunday. And I actually chickened out and ghosted him because I was too anxious to meet up with him in person. And then Monday, he left for an entire month um, because he was an orientation assistant at his college. So I had just graduated, but he was going into senior year. And I texted him on Monday and I said, listen, I wasn't sick yesterday. I was just really anxious. And I don't know if I was ready yet to meet up in person. He said he completely understood because he knew at that point that I was still in the closet we chatted every day via text, phone, FaceTime for that month that he was gone. He came back on a Friday. We went on our first date on that Sunday. And that Thursday, he asked me out officially. And we've been together since. Wow. Wow. I mean, that really is a movie. And maybe if you think about it, him going away for a month it was so meant to be because it gave you time to process. You needed that time. And that just feels like so meant to be like something otherworldly, right? That you just needed that. And that's so beautiful. I totally needed that time. And yes, he he did not force me to come out of the closet by any means. But after about a month of dating, I was like, wait, this doesn't feel scary anymore. And I want to talk about it. And I started uploading photos of us. And I remember putting my relationship status on Facebook because Facebook was still a thing and kind of just took it from there. And I'm very lucky in that it didn't change any relationships with family members or friends. But I remember it was the first time in my life at almost 23 years old where I felt this is normal. There's nothing weird about this. Wow. I'd love that. Hey guys, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back in just a minute. Mom 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com And we're back. I'm wondering, so many of my friends who are on all the apps were so excited about this episode with you. (laughs) They gave me a list of a bunch of questions because, you know, it's not often that someone gets to talk with someone like you that's behind the scenes. And a lot of their questions were similar. And one of the most common ones was, do you think talking for a very long time and building up the excitement to meet someone is effective? Or do you think it's most effective to have a shorter conversation and uh, meet in real life to not waste time? I think the most important part is your comfort and safety. I think before you move the conversation to your mobile or in person, you need to feel a little bit more comfortable and, you know, trust this person, which is why I love when profiles link to social media channels. You can see if you know anyone in common, you get a little bit more of a glimpse into their personal life. But I do hear a complaint often from daters that they have all these conversations and no dates come from it. And we're actually seeing from our data that a lot of people do like to move the conversation off the app once they're comfortable, but once they're comfortable as quick as possible. So on our app alone, 30% of daters said they want to move the conversation off ASAP and 53% want to move it to text as soon as they agree and solidify plans. So that's the point where we're seeing people you know, move it off the app. What you don't want to happen is three, four, five weeks in, you're still talking on the app and you haven't met in person because they're likely matching with other people, talking to other people and moving that conversation off the app into an in-person date. But I always want to say that you should do it when you feel most comfortable. Mm, that's such good advice. And, and you know, it's there's a lot put on those messages too. And, you know, crafting the right thing to say and trying to be funny and witty. And is there any advice in that regard? Because sometimes I think, you know, trying to be all these things is could possibly mask just who you really are, trying to take the pressure off of all of that. Yeah. So one of the questions we added to the app recently was around 
what you would prefer someone open up with. So like, what's the best icebreaker on a dating app? And we actually had over almost 2 million people in the United States alone answer this question already. And 30% said a simple introduction where you're telling me a little bit more about yourself, something I, you know, kind of summarizing your profile in a, you know, opening message. Another 30% said, ask me a question, get to know me that way. 21% said telling a joke, although I'll always put a disclaimer on this, that that one makes me a little nervous because if you don't have the same sense of humor, that could really backfire. So, I mean, the data doesn't lie, but take it with a grain of salt, I think. And then the last group was 18% said, just mention something on my profile, which is why I like to have things on a profile that people can react to. Yeah, that's so good. I, you know, one of the other questions that a lot of my friends wanted me to ask was just how, how to make it fun again. Because I think, you know, I'm 37. A lot of my friends are around that age and they've been at it for a while. And, um, do you have any advice in that regard? I know that's such an open-ended, generic question, but it was the one that showed up the most in all of them. Is just how do we make it fun again? Because it does feel like a job. It feels like a huge weight on their shoulders. And um, I think it is important to make it fun because it should be fun. Yeah, I think the first thing I would say is we're all going to get into a rut with dating where it's we're exhausted and there's those days or weeks where we're like, I'm so not into this right now. I don't want to open the app. I'm not in the mood to swipe. Always listen to your mind and body in those moments. I recommend people delete the apps or get off it or just like don't log on for a couple of days. Like just take a quick break. You can even add in your profile. Like if you don't want to delete your entire profile, just update your summary section and be like, taking a break here for a few weeks. So if I don't answer a message, that's why, so that people don't feel like you're ghosting them. But you have to be in the right mindset to date. You have to be excited and positive. And if you're not feeling that, that is totally okay. But take a break and listen to yourself first. Otherwise, I would say, just make sure you're meeting up with people who you have something in common with, that you feel there's a compatibility. Otherwise, you're going to have a slew of really bad dates no one wants to date just for the sake of dating. At least I don't recommend that because you're going to be exhausted and you're going to burn yourself out because it does take a lot of time to like get ready and find a place and go out. And I would say those are my my first two tips. And then also like just make sure you're using the apps in the most efficient way possible. This is like an insider tip that I just found super interesting. You should be updating your profile every three to four weeks. So about once a month, change a photo, add something new to your profile prompts, answer a new question. What's going to happen is the app is going to see all this activity happening on your profile. It's actually going to get confused. Think you're a new user and start showing you to a lot more new people because they think, oh, they're uploading photos and they're changing their profile prompts. This is someone creating their account and they'll show you to even more. So that's like an insider trick that when I learned it, I was like, why Why did I know all of this when oh, I was dating? That's such a good tip. You guys, you heard it here first. Yes. Thank you, Michael. And before I let you go, any last dating advice that you can give anyone listening? You obviously have lots of experience both on the work end and the personal end. Any last tidbit for anyone listening that is excited but also scared and also like all the things? Yes. One app tip, which is always log in multiple times a week, but especially 
use your dating app on Sunday afternoons. That's the busiest time of the week for every single dating app. That is not only OkCupid, it's Hinge, Tinder, Match, whatever app you're on. Always optimize and use the app on Sunday afternoons. The second is make sure you're showing up as your true self. I know we all, and we do this in job interviews, we do this on dates, we want to present the best version of ourselves, and that's okay. But don't hide parts of yourself. If you're just looking for a hookup, that's okay. There's no shame in that. Own it. Say that on a dating app. You're going to attract people that are looking for that as well. If you want to be married and have kids and family planning is super important to you, be transparent about that. You don't want to attract someone who is in love or in like with a version of you that isn't fully accurate. And there's someone for all of us. So own who you are and show up in a really authentic and proud way because you want to attract people who are looking for someone just like you. Okay. So I have one last question for you, Michael. Is there a difference in the type of people, what they're looking for on different apps under OkCupid's umbrella? So if you're a certain type of person, should should you use a certain app? Are you better off to find someone on a certain type of app? I would say that like the differences we see amongst dating app users are more likely tied to the age group that they're part of. You know, I think Tinder and Hinge and OkCupid, okay there are a ton of millennials, but there's definitely more Gen Zers on Tinder than you're going to find on an OkCupid. Okay Match.com is a little bit older than, you know, your OkCupid okay audience. So I would say the biggest difference between the demos on dating apps are probably going to be their age. For OkCupid, okay the other differentiator is we tend to have a higher intent dater we make you do a lot of work when you're creating a profile. You have to answer 15 matching questions. You have a lot of prompts to fill out. We designed the app that way. We want you to have to put in more work because we know that the people who come to the app are probably going to take dating and relationships a bit more seriously. Michael, thank you so much for everything. You have inspired me and hopefully inspired all our listeners to get back out there, find the love, go for it, you know. And also don't get stressed because it's Valentine's Day. It's just another day on the calendar. I think that's something that's really important for everyone to remember. It is not that serious. As someone in a relationship, I honestly forgot when Valentine's Day was this year. <laughs> Say we have zero plans. So there you have it, guys. <laughs> but thank you. You are so lovely and just the absolute best. So grateful you joined me today. I'm so happy to be here. And one last message for anyone who made it to the end of the interview. Congratulations. If you choose to download OkCupid, Email us at subscriptions at okcupid.com from the email address that you use to sign up and just let us know where you heard us. And I will upgrade you to OKCupid Premium, which is our subscription for free for three months, just so you can enjoy all the bells and whistles. So first 30 people, email subscriptions at okcupid.com and we will get you up and running. Ah, yes. So excited. Thank you. Thank you, Michael, because you have given our listeners advantage and access. And I am excited. You guys have to tell us. Email email him right away, ASAP, and let us know. I want to hear all about it. We want to hear about your dating experience and all the perks. It's interesting because sometimes you hear people complain about dating apps and stuff. But what's so lovely about it is it extends your reach dramatically, you know, and we're so lucky to have choice to decide who we want to be with and not 
everyone has that. So it can be difficult to find someone like yourself, but there is someone out there. Love is important. So make sure you love yourself within this process. Make sure you love everyone around you. Um, We hope you have a wonderful week. We have another great episode coming for you next week. So we'll see you then. Directionally Challenged is a production of Pineapple Productions. Produced by Melissa D. Montz. Edited by Diane King. Music by Joe King. And advertising partnership with ACAST.